Welcome back to Not Made of Money podcast. Uh, it's been quite a week over here for Danielle and I. Um, I'm actually not going to talk as much as I normally do in this intro because, um, drum roll please, I tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so I am <laughs> trying not to uh, cough during this whole intro. Uh, so I will let Danielle catch you up on what was meant to be our week. <laughs> So this week I was actually visiting Dallas and Jen and I had all this fun stuff planned, ton of recording and of course hanging out and catching up because she's my bestie. Mm -hmm. And I was actually in Texas for a work trip and um, I was landing in Dallas and I got a text message that said, hey, call me when you land. And like, that's normal. She was going to pick me up and I was thinking there was going to be like a different surprise happening. Uh, too personal to tell you nope. about what that is, but nothing crazy. But uh, she's like, hey, by the way, I have COVID. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I hope you feel better. And now i got to figure out which other friend of mine I'm going to stay with. Thankfully, I have lots of friends in Dallas that have opened their home to me. But yeah. it's just been a crazy week. And so therefore, like, obviously, she's not feeling her best. So we didn't get some of the recordings we wanted to get done. Uh, but she got some TLC. You could hear I'm a little stuffy, too. Uh, the airline has just clogged my ears. Like, only here out of one ear so we are a little bit on the mend or needing to be on the mend really yeah i swear it's like the post-travel blues i mean i normally i'm used to getting a little bit of a cold or ending up with some sort of allergies because i'm meant to live on the moon apparently i'm allergic to everything but um i ended up this time i got home from my whirlwind trip to New York and then down to Tampa to spend time with my family. And I ended up getting home and my sister reached out and was like, hey, you should test for COVID. I was like, okay, I haven't managed to catch it yet. Um, and lucky me, I did. So it's put us at a little bit more of a disadvantage this week. It's ruined some plans, but not that I ever want you to get COVID, but I wish it wasn't the time that I'm like going to see you. <sighs> I know, right? It was the worst timing. I'm so glad I figured it out. And it's really though. funny because I, my favorite taco place like is right across the street from her. And I was picking up this like awesome amount of tacos. And I basically could have probably threw a stone and like hit her. Um, yep. But she was obviously not feeling very well. So we didn't see each other. But it's just really uh, been a week. But we still have some really great content for you. And um, we got some listener questions in. We're going to uh, do that in a future episode pretty, pretty soon. But stay tuned uh, for this week's advice on personal finance and career questions. Let's kick it off. This week's personal finance question comes from the subreddit personal finance. Title, recently graduated high school and learned a trade. Is this a reasonable lifestyle? I'm a 19-year-old man from Florida. For past year, this is their writing, so I'm reading this verbatim. After I've graduated, I've been sorting out my life. Learned to work as a line cook at my local Chinese establishment and bought my first car. $13,000 now paid off. Under some months of apprenticeship, I was paid minimum wage, living paycheck to paycheck. But since I've graduated last month, I now make $3,700 a month. I pay $300 a month. Plus, my family's monthly grocery bill about $300 or $400 as rent, around $300 or $400 in all other expenses. That would leave me in excess of about $2,500. I have $700 in savings right now. 
I don't plan on staying in this career too long. It's mentally taxing and labor intensive, but I'm not sure what to do. I plan to save some money while I still can here and maybe pursue college later or something. Understandably, some of the better well-paying jobs require college education, but I'm not sure if that sits right with me. Taking out tens of thousands or more in loans to pursue a career that probably won't pay more than my current job until years later down the road. What would you do? What am I even saving up for? I think this is a great question that many people are thinking of right now. Is taking on debt for college worth it? What should they do with their life? Should they go to trade school? And so I really want to dig into that. But first, since I am a personal finance expert, I do want to circle back to kind of an aside here. This individual said that they had an excess of $2,500 a month, but they only have $700 in savings. So that doesn't reconcile there. I mean, I know that they uh, mentioned just like food bills and rent and other expenses being $300 or $400. So what are they doing with that extra $2,500 a month? Why don't they have more savings? I think that this uh, person, while they're young and 19 years old, they should start to think about saving money first before they make really big decisions, especially ones that involve taking on debt and making big money moves because $700 is not a lot to fall back on. Um, for example, like we drove uh, about two weeks ago and our rim got cracked and that was possibly $500. It ended up being 200, but these things come up unexpectedly. We had to take Ubers to get this sick. You know, this mm-hmm. one crack was $300, $400 and $700 is just not enough to fall back on. So they need to get their money house in order before they make these kind of big moves. So kind of going back to the larger question there, which I know was not their question, but they mentioned this. Um, is college kind of worth it? Should I take on debt? What should I be doing? So I'm clearly biased. I'm a college graduate. I've been to school for nine years. I have three degrees. I am a college professor. So clearly I think education matters, but I have family members, um, both my parents, they did not go to college. And Mm -hmm. specifically my dad went to trade school. Um, and there's benefits to both. And I don't want to talk about them. And I know Jen, you had parents in very same, similar situations. Yeah, so ne- I, same thing here. Neither of my parents completed college. Uh, my dad was in the military. He's a, oh, that's former, a yeah, he's a US Marine, which is another. It's So he left with a trade as well. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of are in like the cusp generation where when we were being raised, it was kind of expectation of like you go to high school, you go to college, you get a career. And that was kind of, that's kind of seen as like the only path forward. Uh, It was different for our parents. So they were kind of the last generation that was able to not, like going to college didn't feel mandatory like it feels now. And well, I would say for us, it was like, you're going to college, figure it out. And I never even had a choice. Now I think it's actually almost shifting back. Like parents are giving children a little bit more choice in their life. Um, and hopefully guiding them and discussing financials. And that's kind of what I want to do right here. So let's just get right into the numbers. Mm-hmm. So college grads earn over $600,000 more than a non-college grad over, the, over their lifetime. And that's on average. So, you know, careers in accounting and engineering are probably going to pay more than $600,000 over their lifetime. Certainly mm-hmm. advanced degrees will pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also more management opportunities for those with degrees. And that's where a lot of money can be made. So someone going to college is going to be open and um, have more opportunities kind of move up the ladder. They mm-hmm. also tend to do um, more mental work than physical work. So 
this particular person mentioned that it's kind of taxing to work in a uh, restaurant. So if an office setting is something more of what you're looking for, then uh, college is certainly going to be a little bit more about that than maybe going to trade school or something else that's more physical. On average, a four-year um, person going to college for um, for school and living on campus, it's about um, 110000 for four years. That's the national average. So certain schools are going to be more expensive, certain less. If you don't go and live on campus, it'll be less than that. But um, on average, the debt that people end up actually paying or having taken out after loans and after maybe paying it down is somewhere between thirty to fifty thousand dollars when they leave school. And that's that's quite a lot of money. So nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely. This is this is probably what this nineteen year old's kind of worried about. Like, I don't know what I want to do, so I don't know if I want to take on debt. And I think that's a really genuine and good conversation to have. You know, especially thinking like, hey, well, I really liked philosophy classes. I like thinking deeply about things. Well, that's great. But philosophy, you know, majoring that if you're not um, going on to get a master's in something, that there's not like a philosophy job out there. There's really low job prospects. The expected wage is low. Whereas if you go to school for um, economics, for example, there is a greater range of what you can do outside of school and a much higher salary. So you can feel like, okay, if you're taking on debt, you will eventually pay this off. That's not necessarily true for all the majors. Now, I want to be clear. I think college is great, but I think so many people are pushed to school today when they should otherwise pursue a trade. Um, And I can see this in students in my own classes in the work ethic or boredom. Um, Parents push them to school and they're just kind of floating by. And college is a a way to learn about specific fields, but not every field is covered in college. If you're really interested in like home construction, that's not at a four-year institution. That's going to be hands-on construction training, and that's physically demanding, and that's a different skill. Like I'm not nailing something into a wall and showing you how to use lots of different tools and look at the blueprints of a home. Those can be very lucrative careers too, but that's not what college is. College tends to be a lot more thought-provoking careers, and I'm not saying that's necessarily better than a physical one. And I think the general sense in society is that if you do a physical job, you're less than, or it's not as worth it. Um, But I want to actually kind of shout out one of the people that I I follow. Uh, It's a prominent writer coming up. He's about 25 years old, going back for his MBA at Columbia. So uh, yes, I do follow uh, younger people, and I think he's going to be a, a star. He wrote about meaningless work uh, just recently, and the idea is that this all the prestigious jobs that we tend to think of move up the chain, and you do these tasks, and sometimes you just don't feel like you're really contributing to the business. Like you're doing stuff, but it's not like big picture. You're not working really hard. Um, and whereas physical jobs, you can sometimes see your result right then. You can physically see the difference of what you're doing and feel like it has an impact and how somehow that, that has not been as prestigious, but it has a lot of meaning and that, you know, businesses could possibly be more efficient by some of these tasks that high wage earners are doing that could be kind of, uh, if a robot, robot came in, kind of do these tasks, like checking time, she's doing these kind of, you know, every weekly task. And uh, I'm not doing this newsletter justice talking about it, but it was really good. And I think that's kind of what the student's getting at. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be physically taxing. So I think this is something that we hear about. Like, 
what is your passion? Because I think that really matters. But your passion and what you like to do also has to pay the bills. So Jen, I need, this is also getting into career and you are the expert here. You know, there's a finance situation on taking on debt, but I also think there's the life question. I'm like, what do you want to do? And I do not believe college is for everybody. I think college is great for people that want to do the things that college is, you know, train you on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's so many careers that are super cool that have nothing to do with college. And sometimes I wish I learned a little bit about that you know, as well. And I can absolutely speak to that newsletter about meaningless careers. I've been in jobs that pay me very well, very well. And we kind of talked about this um, last week about upscaling your work or a couple of weeks ago, not last week, about mm-hmm. upscaling your work when you're bored at work, because sometimes it feels like you're not doing something meaningful and that's horrible. And this person didn't talk about that. They did talk about working and they learned it and they, they seemed to kind of like it at first, but then they said it was taxing. So I don't really know what they like to do, but definitely finding something that has some meaning is is pretty valuable. Yeah, I think uh, when we talk about, from a career perspective, when we talk about finding a job that you like, I think that sometimes there's too much of a push or too much discussion around find your passion, follow your passion. What do you love? Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And Because it makes you feel, if you don't feel that way, you're inadequate. Well, and I personally don't subscribe to that because also sometimes there are things that you're really passionate about that maybe you're not super competent at or they don't pay to the level of the lifestyle that you want to live. You know, everyone has a different... That's a really good point. Yeah, everyone has a different level of lifestyle that they will look for, you know. So for example, uh, for me, financial security is important because single woman, I have to pay for everything on my own. Uh, so I like to have the security of that. But um, I know people, uh, one of my brothers is the type where like you, he, he doesn't need a ton of salary because he's just like, I want to have enough money to buy concert tickets. And like, he would be someone totally happy doing like van life or something. Just like he doesn't need a lot. Uh, so I think that's the first consideration is like, what is the lifestyle or what are the things that are important to you kind of moving forward through your life? And that can form a lot of like, what you look at as far as pursuing your career. Uh, I think the other thing to really focus on too is what are you good at? What are the things that you, uh, the skills that you've already developed, um, even outside of an academic or a um, educational standpoint? You know, for example, this person, they've been working as a line cook. Uh, it's something that is it's really challenging. There's a lot of people who burn out of that career uh, because it is really taxing and the schedule is really tough. But what are the skills that he can adapt to something else? Is that something where you can adapt into maybe you're interested in serving? Uh, which if you, you know, there are very solid careers as servers, especially if you end up somewhere more high end. And it oh, requires yeah. taking on no additional debt because the training that you, you receive is typically on the job. Um, you work in a team. So like, maybe you, like you said, they're like, maybe they like working in a team because you're working with other staff. You are moving really quick on your feet. Serving mm-hmm. could be something good. Maybe mm-hmm. you can work as part of a um, construction team, right? There's lots of people working on construction of a building or a condo or this, that, I, you know, there's that's lots of solid skills. And that's a solid career path.
Today's career question comes to us from the subreddit, Career Advice. And our title is 20 credits left in college, but I want to drop out and go to trade school. Good idea. My mom is very much against it. I'm currently an upper junior in college, about to start this semester, where I'll have 100 credits at the end of it. I need 120 credits to graduate and get my bachelor's. I am studying business administration slash marketing, which I am just switching to after being a psych major. I mostly only took electives and a few psych classes, which made me good for switching my major. Psych was interesting, but the career options with it are quite limited. So I decided to do business admin slash marketing. I have friends who are in the business field and have been able to land good jobs and internships. Even though I myself don't really know what I'm going to do with this degree, but I know it could open up more opportunities, especially with business admin and marketing. But I've been seeing people who went to trade school make a lot of money with trades. My cousin's going to trade school for HVAC and will most likely be starting at 80K a year when he's done. My girlfriend's dad is an HVAC too and makes good money. I've been thinking about dropping out of college to learn a trade myself. I feel like a trade is better because first off, with a trade school, you're literally trained and certified for the trade. You're also basically guaranteed a job after you're done. With a bachelor's, there's no exact guarantee that you're going to land a job. I told this to my mom and she started freaking out. She's a bank manager, so she believes the degree would be better. We don't get financial aid, so we pay out of pocket. So I feel like trade school would be better because it's cheaper and it has more of an ROI. With the money we're spending on college, I could have been learning a trade right now. I just feel like it's more logical to be spending money and time on a trade. My mom says I should get the bachelor's first and then do trade school. Any thoughts? Okay, so looking at this person's question, there are a couple of caveats that I want to put in. Uh, First off, we don't know. They don't mention whether they took out loans or not. Um, That's obviously going to factor into their decision. They also, we don't know anything about the cost of, you know, how much those additional 20 credits are going to cost this person. And we don't know what the cost of an HVAC program is for them. But with that all, you know, in mind, uh, I think there's a couple of factors that can come in here. I think the first thing this person needs to look at is where they're getting their salary information on, on what an HVAC, uh, someone who's certified. There's, I, I did some research before this because, you know, frankly, as someone who just went straight to college, I don't have a ton of uh, firsthand knowledge on going to trade school. For this person, um, I took a look specifically at HVAC because that's what they mentioned. So HVAC school, uh, the first route you would take is it can be a two-year degree, um, an associate's, or it can be a certification. They also often require a licensure as well, which is an additional cost that this person needs to factor in uh, because you can't get a job without being licensed. The research that I found looking at national averages here was that this person coming out of their HVAC program would be looking at potentially making between 45 and 50K um, with their first job with no experience. So, But you talked about the cost. What's the cost there? So looking at the cost, the costs, I mean, obviously depend. It's very localized and all of that. Uh, so we're looking at Costs for school, typically we're looking at probably 10 to 15K. All in or per year? All in. Oh, okay. And this is with the assumption that this person is doing the program at a community college because community colleges are primarily the places that are offering this. So that would be looking at a certificate program. Um, Now, if you're looking at getting the associate's degree, 
which, you know, the certificate program, you're probably looking at six months to a year before you're wrapped up with that. Um, on the other side, looking at an associate's degree is 18 to 24 months, so up to two years. And that can cost you anywhere from around 15K to around 35K. Again, depending on your state, um, whether you're doing it in state or out of state, whatever that is. And coming out, you're looking at making between 45 and 50K, which is nothing to sniff at. Like it's a, it's a, that's a good amount of money coming right out of school. But I don't know exactly where this person is getting the number that they put in their question of, you know, their cousin making 80K and being guaranteed a job. I, it, it definitely is a strong job market, but I want this person to be really realistic about this as well. This cousin might work overtime and actually not like that might not be the 40 hour a week salary. That might be the 60 or 70 hour a week salary. Or it may be something that they're told by their college that, hey, you could be making up to 80K because in the past they did have someone who got a very specialized job where they were making that. But up to does not equal average. Yeah. Or guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not guaranteed. Exactly. So. Uh, same thing. This is not guaranteed with them getting out of school with, you know, as a person who has a business administration marketing degree, you are not guaranteed to get a job right out of school with that either. Um, this person also doesn't mention if they've had internships or have any kind of work experience outside of that. So I think it really comes down with this person. Um, the advice that I would give, given that they are a rising junior, is that there are opportunities to do job shadowing or to look at taking an apprenticeship for HVAC before totally giving up and quitting. I would really try that first. You are very close to the finish line and I understand not wanting to throw good money after bad if you know you don't want to finish up your your bachelor's degree. But it seems to me like this person has a very idealized version of what working in HVAC or working in a trade would look like. And while office jobs and desk work and that type of work is not for everyone, the trades are tough and it can be physically taxing and you're going to work really hard and your schedule maybe is not, you know, it's not going to be your standard nine to five. So I think this person really needs to think about what's motivating them to go away from a bachelor's degree so close to the end and work toward a trade. Is it purely financial? Well, in that case, if it's purely financial and you're someone who wants to own their own business, well, then the trades could be a great path for you. You get some experience working under someone else, and then you can independently work your own business. You've taken some business administration classes. So you have a little bit of a leg up against someone who is just... Well, I don't think this person actually took the business administration. It seemed like they just switched from psych. So one of the things that I think it's kind mm-hmm. of funny that this week we both have uh, two trade-like questions and both have elements of career and finance in each question. So mm-hmm. I really like the topics that we pick. Um, for all of you out there, Genevieve and I, when we take on questions, we actually do not consult one another on these questions. We pick them and sometimes they match up awesomely. And this week they did. So that's pretty cool. But I, mm-hmm. like I was saying, this person said 20 credits. I'm not sure they could get a BA degree in business and marketing with 20 credits to go because all their credits are in psych. So they didn't even make it clear like 20 credits will get them that business admin degree. It actually might be like 40 or 50 credits. 
yeah. So all of this really factors into the specifics. And I'm just taking this, you know, when it comes to them talking about credits, taking that they're telling me that they only need 20 more credits to graduate with this degree. Fine, still delivered. Yeah. Fine. Totally fine. And this is where I feel a lot of this comes down to what is your motivation for the job? Do you want to work independently? Do you not want to do an office job? There really are a lot of factors here. So where an office job can be really taxing mentally or for some people like emotionally with office politics or depending on what industry you're in, um, working in the trades can be very physically taxing. So I think they really need to do a little bit more introspection and maybe find a way to test out the career that they want to move into because it sounds like they don't have a ton of experience in HVAC other than knowing, hey, my cousin is... My cousin does it. So it's great. My girlfriend's dad makes good money, but your girlfriend's dad probably has 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So he's making good money because he's been doing it for a long time. You bring up a great point though, that they should job shadow these people because... You said that motivation to me, just reading that, right? I don't know this person's motivation, but it seems to be financial. Like, wait, I don't want psychs. I don't really like it. But BA, I could get a degree. I could make money. But whoa, look at this shiny new money pot over here. Like you said, are they idolizing? And, you know, someone made 80000 That's not right, the average salary. Like right. Absolutely. I think that's the ticket. If you don't know what you want to do job shadow. And this person's actually lucky because they don't have to go job shadow a random person. They could job shadow their cousin or their uh, girlfriend's boyfriend, uh, girlfriend's boyfriend, girlfriend's dad. Sad. Yeah. I think it's, it really, we all get the idea and it happens when we go into college and take certain majors too, where you get this idea of look at these cool jobs you could get. Okay. But what does a rough day look like? What does a typical day look like? What are the things that you know, are important for you to know, because listen, and and anyone who has listened to me at all will know, like, I am someone who is very against like, follow your passion, find a job that you're good at, that you, you know, feel motivated to do, but like, you don't have to love what you're doing. So that's fine. But I think that this person really needs to have a full understanding of what the day to day in that new career path would look like, especially given that they're so close to wrapping up their bachelor's degree. We need to understand why they're looking at making a pivot into the trades. And if it's just because they want to be making more money immediately out of college, I think they need to interrogate that a little bit more and make sure that they have a, a real understanding of what they're getting into. Yeah, definitely think about the long run there, because like you said, just not first year money pot, but over the long run, do they like the physical work? And I think you mentioned that, um, you mentioned this earlier, that for different people, motiv- different motivations kind of exist for what jobs mm-hmm. they want. For you, you've mentioned many times on here that financial security is really important to you. So like, obviously you like HR and you want to be in that realm. You like people, you're a people person, but the role you take, uh, one of the motivating factors is financial security for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe for me at this person, this particular time in my life, I need a little bit of flexibility with having a really young kid. Yep. Um, and so for me, yes, I do like money. I'm not going to take something that makes nothing, but I might not take the highest paying job and sacrifice that for a little bit more flexibility. And I think that's kind of what you're indicating. Like, do you want to not be at a desk? Do you just want to be a little bit more physical? Um, then maybe you want to explore that. Or maybe you really are motivated by finance. You really don't care. Really explore those feelings. But you could also do that job shadowing. And you could also job shadow someone in business. Most people would say, like, gladly come watch me do what I do. Yeah. See if you can get in and shadow your mom. 
because you have your understanding of, okay, mom works as a, a bank manager. Well, it's a pretty, I mean, that's an office job. So you can understand like, what does that actually look like? Um, it could be something where maybe this person is motivated by having a predictable schedule. Well, then maybe working in HVAC is not for them. Maybe there's someone who gets bored super easily and they like to solve problems. Well, then HVAC could be perfect for them. But I really think that they need to interrogate this a little bit more. Maybe, you know, finish out this semester. And then as you have your next break, whether it's over the winter or over the summer, take that time and, and get some real world experience because that will help you. You know, at this point, you just need to know a little bit more about yourself because the money will come. Both of these options that you're talking about are solid career paths. It really comes down to the motivation because you're so close to the finish line in your bachelor's. Spending additional money on wrapping up your bachelor's in the scheme of you know life, it's not that much of a difference. You really need to focus on what you want to be doing long term. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for spending the time with us, guys. Uh, we're really excited to hear back from you. Follow up with us with any questions that you have. Again, I want to say you can reach out through the voice notes through Spotify, if that's where you listen to us. Danielle, where can they reach us via email? You can reach us on notmadeofmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And you can reach out to us on social media, on our personal Instagrams. Genevieve's is just ask Genevieve. And mine is talkmoney underscore to me. So you could DM us questions. You can email us or do a voice note on Spotify to reach out to us with any questions you want us to feature on air or honestly, any just comments you have on the podcast, the new format. We are so excited to hear back from you. Well, that is it for this week. We're really looking forward to talking to you next week. And uh, in the meantime, bye guys. Bye.